Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. So if you missed the news last week, KU has a new head baseball coach. His name is Dan Fitzgerald. He's coming to Lawrence from LSU, where he was the recruiting coordinator did a fantastic job there. He was one of the top recruiting coordinators in the nation. And around college baseball, he uh, had been known as an elite recruiter, uh, player developer, coach, and he was an ascending figure in the game. So KU got their guy, and many people in uh, in the know are excited about it. And so I was just reading up on the new head baseball coach here, and his name is Dan Fitzgerald. It's a new day in Lawrence, Kansas. It was Rich Price's program for 16 years, and now they're handing the keys over to Dan Fitzgerald. And we got a good quote here from Dan Fitzgerald's former employer at LSU. It was head coach Jay Johnson from LSU, and he had this to say about KU's new coach, Dan Fitzgerald. My job got a lot more challenging with Dan leaving. I don't think Kansas could have hired a better guy. So that's high praise coming from Jay Johnson, the head coach of LSU. And there are some details coming out about this six-year contract that Dan Fitzgerald signed here in Lawrence, Kansas at KU, including all the clauses. So I got it for you right here on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. So it is a six-year contract, but there is an incentive year for a seventh year that could be added to the end of the deal, and that is a participation in the NCAA tournament clause. So if the Kansas Jayhawks make it to the NCAA tournament anytime during the first six years of Dan Fitzgerald's tenure here in Lawrence, he will get an extra year added to the end of the contract. So if they make it to the NCAA tournament next year, he'll get that seventh year added then. If they go in year four, let's say in 2027, he'll get a year added to the end. It's That's just a simple way to put it. So the, the current, uh, the way the six-year agreement is currently written out, he gets $3.16 million total. And that's a good chunk of change. That's not bad there for Dan Fitzgerald uh, with KU. And like I mentioned earlier, there is a incentive year seven. So if he makes past that, he can make a little bit more. But the last time Kansas made the NCAA tournament was 2014. So there is an uphill battle a little bit for Dan Fitzgerald if he wants to get the team back to the NCAA tournament. That's the goal, of course. You want to get there. But if he does get back to the NCAA tournament, he'll get that seventh-year option included. So for the uh, potential bonus opportunities, I always look at the bonus opportunities whenever a college coach coach gets hired because there can be some unique things that show up in these contracts. Like for I, – I, I don't want to throw anything out there that I don't have in front of me. I'm just throwing this off the top of my head. So let's just say in Bill Self's contract – this is not actually written in Bill Self's contract, but let's just say Bill Self gets an extra – 
one million dollars for winning the Big Twelve tournament title, something like that. So you always see these things pop up in coaches' contracts. So I took a look at Dan Fitzgerald's contract and what was released to the public. And here is what we get when we're getting down in the nitty-gritty details of what we could see as part of Dan Fitzgerald's contract. So uh, he can get two weeks additional salary for finishing in the top five in the Big 12 standings. So just got to finish top five. You can get an additional two weeks salary there for Dan Fitzgerald. All right, so one month additional salary for a Big 12 regular season championship. That's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. An extra one month's pay for getting to that Big 12 regular season championship. How about another month's additional salary for a Big 12 tournament championship? Not bad at all there for Dan Fitzgerald. One month's additional salary for making an NCAA tournament appearance. So that's that's separate from getting the year seven incentive where he would get an additional salary for a full year. He would get the extra month salary just for making the NCAA tournament each time they make it. One month's additional salary for an NCAA super regional appearance. One month's additional salary for a World Series appearance. And two months' additional salary if the Jayhawks can win an NCAA championship. So there's some of the uh, highlights in the contract there for Dan Fitzgerald, the new head coach at the University of Kansas for their baseball program. Now, there's always buyout options as well. If something's not going right for Fitzgerald or if he wants to leave himself, there are ways for both parties to get out of it. So in in year one, it says if he's terminated without cause, he is entitled to three years compensation. And the clause then escalates in a reverse order from, from there out. So if he gets terminated in year two, he'll get two years of cons- compensation after that. Year three, one year's compensation, et cetera, et cetera. Same thing um, if he were to be terminated uh, or if he were to leave the program, it would be reverse of that. So if he left after year, let's say, two to go to a job with a major league baseball team or if he left to go be the head coach at LSU because they want him back at LSU or whatever the case may be, then he would have to give back some of his salary. So if he left after year two, he would have to pay two years of his salary back to KU. So that's how that is working out for his salary, how the escalation works and everything like that. But if he is fired with cause, KU would only be on the hook for what it owes him at the time of the contract and the point of termination. So they wouldn't owe him any money past that if he is fired with cause. So that is something to keep an eye on as well um, going forward. So congrats to Dan Fitzgerald. Congrats to the University of Kansas for coming to terms with their new head coach. I'm really excited about the direction of the program. Looks like it's going to be a solid move for both the coach and the team and the university. So should be a win all the way around. Some of the guys that were on the pa- the most recent Jayhawks baseball team, a few of them have entered the transfer portal and left. And going into this, they knew that whoever 
was selected as the head coach would need to be a good recruiter because of what's been going on with NIL, the transfer portal, and just being really the last couple of years a lot more active with transfers and everything like that. So KU lost a few players to the transfer portal. There's no doubt that they think that Fitzgerald can get right back in there, get some new guys in, rebuild the program. Hopefully some of their recruits they had lined up to play at KU stay around. I know that a big name was Mike Sweeney. Everybody remember Mike Sweeney from the Royals in the late 90s, early 2000s? His son actually is one of those recruits that is projected to be coming to KU in 2024. So he has another year of high school ball to play still. He is a six foot seven monster, first baseman and pitcher, dual player. And he looks like an, he can hit the cover off the ball. I watched some of his highlights on YouTube. I know I'm going down the rabbit hole here watching Mike Sweeney's son on YouTube, but should be uh, should be good, I think, to get uh, some high-profile recruits in like that. I think that Mike Sweeney's son will stay with the program. I don't think see any reason why he wouldn't still want to come to Kansas with Fitzgerald being added as the head coach. And uh, be close to, you know, where where he was born in Kansas City. Uh, the family lives in California now, so they've uh, been on the West Coast enjoying the year-round baseball there, which we can't do in Kansas necessarily. But that's the advantage of uh, playing down in the South or on the West Coast where it's nice in California year-round. Same with in Florida on the East Coast. That's where you can get uh, a lot of recruits. And Fitzgerald knows that. Fitzgerald's going to be... Uh, getting down in there into SEC country, getting some good recruits down there just like he did at LSU. LSU had the number one recruiting class last year thanks to Dan Fitzgerald. And now Lawrence, Kansas, you have him at the University of Kansas. Uh, Dan Fitzgerald, the next head coach at the University of Kansas for their baseball program. I was just talking about NIL briefly there for a second and the transfer portal and how, how things have changed in the last couple of years. For the program and not just KU's program but literally every program is dealing with this right now well the Kansas Jayhawks athletic department just a couple of days ago announced a new partnership with Altius Sports Partners and it's for the name image and likeness initiatives and uh, Kansas athletic director Travis Goff put this out there at a press conference just a couple of days ago and uh, ASP is what they like to be called Altius sports partners so i'll refer to them as asp that just seems easier they're going to serve as a consultant to help guide ku's student athletes through the nil process and everything it entails so this group asp is going to be helping the student athletes get deals to help them make money and i it's crazy to me that this didn't happen sooner in college athletics honestly because I know that there was a lot of this going on under the table, and you're not going to convince me otherwise that it wasn't. I don't know your thoughts on that, but would love to hear them. You can always get at me on Twitter, at Mark the Overseer, at Talker. I'll reply on both of those. I uh, would love to have a conversation on there about NIL and everything about that. So get at me on there. But, yeah, this partnership seems like it's going to be great for KU because, really, it's – 
it's getting down to I know that it's going to change even in the next couple of years to try to help even out the field because right now it's who has the biggest donors who can who can get kids get there to their school and get the most money and this is just a company that's going to help these kids make more money and who knows it didn't work out with Christian Brown this year but maybe you can get kids to stay around in college another extra year maybe an extra two years if they can make money playing college basketball or college football college baseball whatever it is maybe you can get them to stick around a couple years if you can get them to have a deal under the nil policies and this is just a company that's going to help kansas get more recruits help Kansas get income for their student athletes. And that's just the way that college sports is going right now. And that's that's the way it's going to be. That's Kansas Athletics has a high-profile basketball team. They're going to get quite a bit of traction within their NIL program. That's just how it's going to be. I think their football team is going to get there as well. Obviously not one of the best schools in football the last decade, the last 15 years even. It's been since 2008 since they had a legitimate football program. But they're going to be working their way back up. They're a Power 5 football school, so they're going to have opportunities to get their football players some NIL action and the baseball team as well. And if you're at a D- Division One school, and you're playing Division One sports, even all the way down to the rowing team, the golf team, there's going to be ways for you, like if you're a rower or a swimmer or a diver, whatever it may be, you could get a sponsor from a swimsuit company or whatever it may be. Maybe you want to wear certain flip-flops or sandals, <laughs> whatever it is, it's 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 part of the NIL. You could make money off of it. So I'm sure that this group that is partnering with KU, the Altius Sports Partners, ASP, they're going to help KU get the best recruits and just help them through the process in making more money for themselves. So something to keep an eye on going forward. This is just how college athletics is going to be. And that's that's all I got to say on that. So the NBA draft is coming up Thursday night. We got our guys Ochai Abaji and Christian Brown. They're going to be going. Who who knows where they're going to go exactly? But Abaji is projected to go in the top fifteen, so he'd be a lottery pick if he goes in the top fifteen. I think he will. I I don't. I think he'll go probably right around 13, 14, 15. So he'll be there right in the middle of the draft. Christian Brown is the interesting one because he left KU thinking that he could probably be a first-round draft pick. Now, he will be drafted no matter what. It it, it just, we don't know where he's going to go. First round, second round, he's going to be taken at some point. If he goes at the end of the first round, he'll obviously make some more money. But right now, according to the betting odds, Christian Brown is plus 450 to go in the first round. So Vegas does not think that Christian Brown will be a first-round draft pick on Thursday night. He'll probably go early second round if if he doesn't go at the end of the first round. But here's the thing for Christian Brown. If he can go 
at the end of the first round, he could potentially get on a team that is fighting for a playoff spot or maybe one of the better teams in the league. The, the Golden State Warriors, for instance, who just won the championship last week, they could draft Christian Brown. They could pair him with Steph Curry, with Clay Thompson, with Draymond Green, with former KU star Andrew Wiggins if he re-signs with the team. That would be a great fit for Christian Brown. If he could go to a team like that, or maybe the Miami Heat at the end of the first round, I think they're picking 29th, 28th, something like that, that would be great. Now, if he gets stuck on a team like the Orlando Magic or somebody who just had an awful season last year, now maybe maybe he could help build the team up. Maybe he could be one of those cornerstone pieces. But where would be the best fit for Christian Brown? Probably learning from a good team, sitting on the bench, being a guy that comes off the bench, I don't think he wants to be thrust into a, a spot where he's trying to get starting minutes right away. I don't think that's where Christian Brown wants to be at this time in his career. Maybe like Andrew Wiggins in year five, six, seven, he goes to a team where he can be a really big contributor on a playoff team. Right now, I don't think that's the guy that Christian Brown is. Maybe he'll prove me wrong, though. Maybe Christian Brown is that guy. But we'll see where he goes. We'll keep you posted. Abaji, I think he's going to be going right there in the middle. Brown, late first, early second. We'll see what happens. Speaking of Andrew Wiggins, what a game. What a game five and game six he had. Averaging close to 20 points a game throughout the playoffs in the NBA Finals. Man, Golden State Warriors win another championship. Wiggins, the 14th former Jayhawk to win an NBA title. Sixth player from the Bill Self era to do so, Wiggins had an incredible season for the Warriors. Huge part of their playoff success. Probably the second best player on the Golden State Warriors next to MVP Steph Curry. And that's saying something. Future Hall of Famer Steph Curry, by the way. One of the greatest shooters in NBA history. And now what Wiggins needs to do is decide. He needs to decide... Am I going to stay here on this championship caliber team or am I going to go break the bank and play somewhere that maybe the team isn't as good, but maybe I'll make more money? It's it's that time in Wiggins' career where he's got to make that decision. Does he want to try to win more rings or does he want to make more bank? Now, I won't fault him either way. If I were Andrew Wiggins... I would stay on the Warriors. I don't know what kind of contract I would sign with them. I don't know how much longer the gang is going to be together. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson. They don't have a lot of time left. They're getting older. But maybe if I'm Andrew Wiggins, maybe I sign a three-year deal there with the Warriors. By that time, maybe win another ring, get some more playoff experience, and then you'll still be able to get another contract in a couple of years. Potentially. That's what I'm thinking if I'm Andrew Wiggins. So congrats to Andrew Wiggins and the Warriors on winning the title, his first NBA championship. Of course, that was the Warriors' fourth in the last eight years, something like that. 
So good job by them. Really excited for Wiggins. Just seeing another Jayhawk win a title. But it's always fun to see our Jayhawks succeed after they leave Lawrence, Kansas. So I think that's about it for today's episode. As always, you can get at me on Twitter at Mark the Overseer at Jayhawker Talker. We can keep this conversation going. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can go there, see all the articles that we have, plenty to read over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Till next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.